Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest news, TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Woman and Home magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week, TV Times and What's on TV magazines. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 23rd of June 2023, including... Bridget Christie's menopausal all-four comedy drama The Change and Prime Video's I'm a Virgin, a tall tale about growing up different. We'll also be catching up with the Sex and the City Girls in Now All TVs and Just Like That and taking a spin with Robert Downey Jr. in Downey's Dream Cars on Paramount+. Plus. But first, Ian, what is in the news? Rylan Clark will host Prime Video's new reality show, The Bar, coming up next year. And that's about a group of Brits who team up to run a busy bar on a Greek island. Mm, That'll be messy. What else is in the news, Hannah? (laughs) I wish I was there. Um, And and as yet untitled Apple TV Plus documentary, which will follow football icon Lionel Messi as he gives the inside track on his five World Cup appearances for Argentina. That sounds good. I reckon we'll both enjoy that. Some good stuff again this week and a pretty varied selection, I would say. We're going to start with perhaps the strangest of our four offerings. It arrives on Friday the 23rd. It's a new comedy series called I'm a Virgo. It's on Prime Video. And here's a clip. People are going to try to use you and put you on display. You're the Messiah. You said you'd come from a desolate place. I'm not from a desolate place. I'm from Oakland. Yes, a, a, a desolate place. And when they can't use you no more, they're going to try to get rid of you. FYI, Hannah, I'm a Leo. I don't know about you. I'm a Gemini. Okay. Uh, that, <laughs> well, that explains a lot. So this is a very interesting new series. It's from the guy who brought us the film Sorry to Bother You, which was about a, a black man working in a call centre who becomes very successful by when he's advised to use a white voice. But it all becomes very strange and surreal. Well worth catching if you've not seen it. Anyway, in this, it's a rather kind of fable-like show, I would say, because it's all about this young lad called Cootie, played by Jarell Jerome. And he's 13 foot tall. We we actually start off, we, we first see Cootie being brought home from hospital as a baby and he's already ginormous so his parents hide him away in the house and a bit like in Alice in Wonderland of course it's not long before he can barely fit in the house Uh, he can't get through the doorways so dad builds him a sort of giant house in the backyard but screens it off from all the neighbours so nobody can see and so he spends his time watching tv really he longs to visit the outside world but his parents say well you know the world isn't ready for you however he does get to find out what life is like on the other side of the fence elements of this relate to the creator's own upbringing because he was brought up in oakland california where this is set And he did kind of become a young activist. And when Cootie 
gets out of the backyard and out into the wider world, he starts hanging out with these these young activists that he meets. So it's quite gentle, really. And and what's nice about it is no one really comments about the fact that he's a giant other than, oh, you know, oh, wow, you're big. But it's not as if it's something that's never been seen before. It's just kind of people kind of take it as face value, his parents do. And, and when he goes out to the outside world, people are, are amazed, but they're kind of excited as well. So I've not really seen anything like it before i must say and there's also a kind of superhero element to it because walter goggins plays this superhero called the hero but in a way it's a sort of anti-superhero fable because it's about someone who is very different just wanting to fit in and be like everyone else so i i I really liked it i must say and i'm interested to see especially considering where sorry to bother you went i'm interested to see where this goes next so yeah i enjoyed it what did you think hannah it's a bit weird isn't it um it's just kind of like you say nothing you've ever seen before although it's weirdly um appealing as well because it sort of is the antithesis of everything else we've sort of seen previously it's just yeah it's it's really hard to actually describe what goes on but i think fundamentally the sort of the 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 thing that underpins this is the values and of acceptance and um the sort of the the good um that comes out of sort of difficult situations so i think it has a bit of a, a moral to it and it's um yeah weirdly addictive next up I've been very much looking forward to this on Channel 4 and all four. It's a new comedy called The Change. And here's a clip. You're 50 now. Any irritability or rage? Nothing unjustified. Sounds like the menopause to me, Linda. I've spent most of my life putting other people's needs before my own. I'm not going to do that for a bit. And it feels so great. Yes, so the menopause is very much something that everybody is talking about. It's not a taboo subject anymore, is it? Thanks to the likes of Davina McCall et al. And why should it be? And I suppose this um, on Channel 4, this offering, really just takes it down sort of another road of making it less taboo and talking about um, how women can feel not everyone um but how the change as it's titled um can change you as a human and and um this is one woman's journey um that she takes you on when she was she's going through the menopause she has these heart palpitations she doesn't really know um what's going on goes to see the doctor and he says you're in the menopause and she's like what how did i not know that and until recently there has been very little discussion around as i say the menopause it was a bit of a taboo subject and the perimenopause even that i haven't heard of until relatively recently and um it's about equipping ourselves as women and not being embarrassed to talk about it and i think this um this does exactly that but it anchors it in a very relatable um scenario i think so um it's it's a it's a six-part comedy drama um she's very overwhelmed um with her life she's got two teenage children um she's got a bit of a selfish husband um steve played by omid jalili and um 
she goes to the GP because she's feeling just really run down, deflated on her 50th birthday. And that's when he says, you know, you are in, you are menopausal. And um, I think it's just a re- such a relatable scenario for, for, for so many women, sadly. You know, she, she's the one that's sort of doing all the running around, holding it all together. And um, she just can't really cope anymore. And you see her go on a bit of a road trip on her on her old motorbike. And she's she's a really likable character. Um, she's she's funny. It's quite gritty in places. And she um, she heads back to her roots in the Forest of Dean. And she wants to unearth this childhood time capsule that she once hid in a tree. And she wants to kind of find out who she is again. But she you, on this journey, she meets so many different people and this is where the sort of the fun starts and she sort of reclaims who she is rather than wife and mother um the role that she's been playing for so long and just sort of feels completely drowned by and um i think it's um i think it's a really interesting take on it as i say particularly i mean i work in women's lifestyle magazines and you know menopause is something you talk about all the time but it's something that until recently we've been really uneducated on it's just something that women just have to have to get on with and this this brings it to life i think on tv it brings it to life and it and it, it finds the comedic part of it too i i think it will do a lot for the subject matter as well as being incredibly enjoyable to watch and i think that's for men and women alike would you agree I really liked this. I mean, I am a fan of Bridget Christie. I've seen her stand up. She is superb. And of course, she's one half of what you could describe as uh, Britain's stand up comedy power couple because her partner is the great Stuart Lee. Anyway, I immediately liked this, and Jalili is quite funny. It starts at a, a family barbecue. It's her birthday, actually, and her husband's. Mm party trick is is someone throws a frankfurter and he catches it in his mouth (laughs) and of course she is supposed to be her party but she's doing all the clearing up and there's this great detail so she every time she does a bit of housework or sort of a chore that's related to the family she writes it down in a book and how much time it took which i think is brilliant she has the classic opening a cupboard and an avalanche of tupperware falls out which happens to me on a regular basis but yeah as you say she goes off she takes off on her motorbike uh, to the forest of dean and there it all goes a bit quirky some familiar faces there's a great scene in the pub where a character tony played by paul whitehouse comes in and starts trying to chat to her or chat her up and she just gives this superb speech explaining why it's perfectly okay for a woman mm. to sit in a pub on her own read a book have a pint and not be bugged by random men that is really well done you'll also see Jerome Flynn in a rather unusual role you can see Monica Dolan so yeah I loved episode one I really like Bridget Chrissy, so I was very excited about this, and it did not disappoint. We're going to change gear now, Hannah. <laughs> See what I did there? Because on, because on Discovery Plus, uh, we've taken a look at a new documentary series called Downey's Dream Cars, which arrived on Thursday, the 22nd of June. And here is a clip. The cars are the 60s and 70s. Just make your heart beat a little faster. As a red-blooded American boy, I wanted in. 42 years later, I had actually amassed a collection. I'm an idea man. So I enlisted a team of folks to restore my cars in ways that are less harmful to the planet. 
six episodes of this one. Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, Tony Stark. He's just so cool, isn't he? He's just effortlessly cool. And of course, he's he's almost he's so similar to Tony Stark. It's almost like Tony Stark is presenting. That's his character in Iron Man for people who aren't big Marvel fans. Um, he's built up this great collection of classic cars. And in this series, he's decided that he's going to get them converted to be more eco-friendly, which is a nice idea. Um, he's just naturally very funny, uh, talking straight to camera, uh, very kind of sardonic and, and entertaining and unpredictable. He recruits um, some experts in car mechanics and sort of uh, changing your car to electric or some other biofuel. Um, he recruits them to start going through. He's got a very nice selection of motors. They're kind of from the 60s and 70s, um, starting with a great big meaty pickup truck, which he's going to have turned into an electric vehicle. And then so you follow that journey. Um, and then at the end of it, uh, he takes it to an army base and there's a he does a challenge it's a bit like there are elements of i would say top top gear slash the grand tour because it's it's a kind of wacky challenge with this car and he's a very entertaining presenter as well so it's certainly a kind of car show with a difference and yeah as i say i mean you're gonna like it if you're a petrol head anyway and seeing these great cars from the past uh if you're a marvel fan you'll just enjoy seeing downey jr who is just effortlessly charismatic so um yeah i really like this something a bit different what do you think hannah well it's funny you should say that about top gear and uh grand tour vibe because it really is hollywood meeting them isn't it and um he's so cool he's like you say effortlessly cool and um i it brings some sort of star wattage to what some people might say is a fairly dry subject matter. I mean, I know you and I both like um, things like Top Gear and, and what have you, and, and um, I suppose shows that have got cars in, but there's some kind of, you know, funny narrative surrounding it. And, and, and this certainly has all of that. So it's not for just, you know, it, yes, it is for people that are car connoisseurs, but it's also for people who like him and for people who want to be entertained because i think it is really entertaining and um he's a he's just a kind of natural it just it just absolutely works and um you know the location and everything about it for me means that i i would think it would appeal to the majority this sort of thing wouldn't you i think so we're going to end with something that I would say has got your name written all over it, Hannah. <laughs> it's the return of the comedy drama, and just like that. And here's a clip. You don't move on because you're ready to. You move on because you've outgrown who you used to be. I've repurposed my kitchen. Did you know stoves aren't just for storage? Yep, so this is um, a second outing for And Just Like That because, of course, there was the sequel, which was a massive hit in 2021, um, the sequel to Sex and the City, I don't need to say any more. Um, there's so much drama on screen and off screen around this because if you're a fan like I am, you'll know that uh, 
it's been a bit of a fallout between the ladies, all has there. Um, lots of Colin Minch has written about their relationship. And of course, they come back on screen. And this is, as I say, the second outing for this. So we've got Carrie, played by Sarah Jessica Parker. Miranda um, is by, played by Cynthia Nixon. And Charlotte by Kristen Davis. And we left it. So we, it's obviously been a gap since since that first, um, since the first and just like that, um, which was... <laughs> critics were pretty harsh on it um although the viewers were very you know their ratings were high um but they actually filmed it just a few weeks after the second lot but it hasn't gone gone out to us so um we left it with um carrie's husband big you know he he he'd passed away um and she was scattering his ashes she shares a kiss and that's kind of where it ends and this is just what it says on the tin they don't do anything different this time if you liked it the first time you'll like it the second time um and this is just really exploring all their relationships again and their complicated lives and the kind of ups and downs the roller coaster ride of all three of their lives but of course as i say it's not just drama on screen it's drama off screen because you know uh, one of the girls isn't involved in all of this um and people love to know what's really gone on there will we ever know i'm not sure we'll probably ever know the actual truth um their complicated love life as i say the first time around the critics sort of went to town on this and um it, it hasn't got loads to it but i don't think it needs to have loads to it because people just love this concept they love this whole um new york vibe the you know carrie loves her shoes and her bags we know what what how many of us don't um they're in their 50s and they're living their best life there's a bit of shock value in there there's excitement there's amazing beautiful locations you just want to be in their shoes and so for me thumbs up all over again okay well, I, I was a big fan of, of Sex and the City. I, I, I really liked it. And it was a very groundbreaking show, wasn't it, in its day? So they followed it up with some not very good film spin-offs. So I wasn't quite sure how good this would be because they were on a bit of a hiding to nothing because obviously, you know, years later that the whole concept is, is quite a familiar one of that the style of that show but anyway i think if you like sex in the city you will very much enjoy this i did i didn't see series one of this show so i was watching the opening titles for episode one of the new run which are really good it's all um different women in their flats or apartments or whatever and and they they walk out of the bathroom into the bedroom and they're significant other is there so it's quite stylishly done but i was waiting and waiting i was thinking okay there's carrie and there's miranda and there's charlotte where's samantha kim cattrall well good news because she is actually going to have a cameo role in this second series the big news for me hannah is that uh aiden the ex-fiancé, say, of Carrie, played by John Corbett, he's coming back as well. And I could never understand why she preferred Big to Aiden. But that's just me. That's just me. And I mean, me neither. Me neither. And I think the whole the whole Kim Cattrall thing um, 
is the sort of elephant in the room, isn't it? But this is just a cameo, and they they didn't have to be in the same room, did they? In to film this part. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now it's one of those shows, like Friends, you could say, where viewers generally identify with one. But they can say, "I'm like X," and I think I know who you will say you are most like. Is it Carrie? Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> right. But yeah, I think I think for fans of the original, yeah, plenty to it. I, I, and also, I just think Sarah Jessica Parker, well, I love Cynthia Nixon. and I just, She's absolutely terrific. I have to say, I kind of felt some of Kristen Davis's reactions, facial reactions were a bit OTT. But Jessica Parker, just I feel she holds it all together with that kind of narrator character, mm. which was which was the voice of Sex and the City, and that is still really works. Now we've got to that time, Hannah, where we find out what you've been binging on over the last seven days. Well, I don't feel particularly proud of this, but I'm going to say it. Love Island. I actually really. I really dislike it, but anyway, I did. Um, and it's less, less said about that, the better. Um, and then also, uh, Litvinenko is on ITV1 at the moment, and I just, it's fascinating. How about you? We're coming into the big summer of sports. Well, it's already started, of course, with the Ashes. So I've been glued to Today at the Test every evening to find out what's been going on. Now, we've just got time to look ahead to next week's offering. So what are we going to be talking about, Hannah? Well, I'm definitely going to be talking about Idris Elba for many reasons. Um, (laughs) But he'll be playing a negotiator whose plane is hijacked in the Apple TV Plus thriller Hijack. And John Krasinski embarks on his final all-action CIA mission as Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan on Prime Video. So we look forward to those and much more. But in the meantime, listeners... Keep watching.